have you or are you struggling with a chronic illness or chronic pain while trying to be the very best mom or dad that you can possibly be to your children? In this episode of the Genuine Mom Club podcast, let's talk about ways to help yourself be the best parent you can be despite your chronic illness or pain. I'm so glad that you found the Genuine Mom Club podcast. We live in a digital world that so often leaves mamas behind. That's why I'm here, to help you get through the days and not feel so alone. I'll be covering topics from anxiety, to homeschool, to health, to raising kids, and so much more. I'll be joined by some pretty incredible experts on all of these various topics to help you with all of your mama questions. Whatever you need, I'm right here to help you. Thank you for listening to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode 52 of the Genuine Mom Club podcast. As always, I am your host, Jamie Davis. Today, we are going to be talking about living with a chronic illness or chronic pain as a parent. If you have already been diagnosed with a chronic condition, I really don't need to explain what this is. But for those listening that maybe haven't been diagnosed or they have a loved one that is struggling with a condition, I'm going to define it for you. So a chronic condition is a health condition or disease that is persistent or long lasting in its effects. The term chronic is applied when the course of the illness or pain lasts for more than three months. I've been deep diving in some research for my own information and I figured, hey, I'm going to share it with you guys too. So according to the CDC, a chronic disease is defined as a condition that lasts one year or more and requires ongoing medical attention or limits activities of daily living or both. And here's a fun fact for you. Actually, it's not fun. It's sad. In the United States alone, chronic illnesses are the leading drivers of 3.8 trillion in annual healthcare costs. Isn't that crazy? And it's estimated that in North America, at least half of all adults have a chronic condition. And approximately 8% of children ages 5 to 17 were reported by their parents to have limited activities due to at least one chronic disease or disability. Oh my goodness. Isn't that, isn't that just crazy to think about? Many experts agree that chronic disease is a global burden. So the chances are that you might be suffering from this or someone you know might be suffering. Either way, you need to learn how to help yourself or to help others suffering from chronic disease or pain. There are so many different versions of chronic illness and disease. For me, it's endometriosis. I struggle immensely with endometriosis. It's a very frustrating thing to live through. There's not a lot of people that know about it. And if they know about it, then it's always like, oh yeah, my fourth cousin has that. And she moved to the Dominican and it got all better. Or, you know, my aunt had it and she went vegan and she was great. And it's like, when you have a disease that is incurable, it's so frustrating when people are always trying to tell you like how to get better when you have tried literally everything and you just don't. So anyways, for me, it's endometriosis. I struggle with it. And actually, I have since I was 12 years old. Unfortunately, when I was young, like no one understood it. And endometriosis wasn't something really that anybody knew much about. I would have like excruciating pain that would make me vomit during that time of the month. Sorry if that's TMI for the men that are listening. No one understood 
And I remember doctors, family and friends thinking I was like being dramatic because I would like lay on the couch and like just I was in agony and I would puke and I could barely move. Thankfully, I was able to have children. If you know endometriosis and you know that many women who have endometriosis also struggle with infertility. My husband and I had children very young and I have been told since that had we not had children when we did, we would not have them now because of how my endometriosis has progressed. So those are little blessings in disguise, but it's really hard to go through it. It's really hard to deal with it. When my youngest was two years old, I developed the most intense pain I had ever, like ever experienced. I woke, I woke up from it and it just like instantly, it just, oh, it, I started screaming. It honestly felt like labor, but labor on steroids. My husband rushed me into the hospital and we learned that I had ovarian torsion and the terrible thing is, like at this point, I hadn't even been diagnosed with endometriosis. I wasn't being followed by an obstetrician, like nothing. I went through all of those years of pain, assuming that I was nuts or dramatic. I would constantly dismiss my pain and tell myself that I was being stupid and my pain wasn't real. You know, following that hospital visit from my ovarian torsion and through many appointments, treatments, testing, and just quite honestly, like really awful stuff, I was finally diagnosed with endometriosis. But still, it's something that they're like, well, yeah, we think you have it. But it's like there's just such little research into women's health that it's hard to tell, which is a whole nother podcast episode. But anyways, the diagnosis, honestly, it didn't mean anything to me, though, because we still like here I am still suffering from the same issue years later still being dismissed by doctors, hospitals, and people. I still suffer at home with the pain because I'd rather endure it than go into the hospital and be poked and prodded and like used as a, you know, science experiment for the residents at the hospital, you know, just to be told like, oh, there's nothing we can do. Like this past week, not this week, but last week, uh, my pain was so bad. It was astronomical. And I've, you know, I tried everything to overcome it. So I finally called my OB. I called my family doctor trying to see if there was something I could do. Like, I just didn't know what to do. And both the responses were equal. Like, there's nothing we can do. Um, It was crazy. So like I went, I actually went into the hospital on Thursday because the pain was getting so out of hand. And like after blood tests and urine tests and another ultrasound, the the ER doctor said, there's nothing we can do. Like, I, I honestly, like, I am so sick of hearing that. I get it because there is truly nothing they can do, but it's just like how many women suffer like me silently? How many women go out and like beg for help and are just constantly told like, there's nothing we can do and just kicked to the curb and dismissed? How many women are suffering silently because when they voice their opinions about their pain, they're dismissed because they're like, quote, crazy or being, quote, dramatic? It comes to a point, honestly, where you like lose hope. You just accept that like this is life. The swelling in my abdomen, the pain that never really leaves, the nausea, the exhaustion, the anxiety, it doesn't go. It's ever present. And honestly, it can be really super discouraging. This is why I wanted to make this episode for you. Like I'd I'd instead be lying like on the couch. But listen, like I know that many of you are struggling with chronic pain and disease just like me. I mean, statistics don't lie. There is 
half of the adult population is struggling with some form of a chronic issue. So I know that you probably, if you're listening to this, have been struggling as well. You probably understand the pain. You probably understand being dismissed by family, by friends, by doctors. You understand searching for someone to give you some little glimmer of hope that maybe they can help you not be in pain. Like you're not being in pain. You're not doing this to be dramatic. You're not like, oh, I just, I want to get like, you know, everybody to pay attention to me. So I'm going to keel over and cry. Like, come on. You're hurting. I know that you are hurting. And I know that you're probably feeling really discouraged, really broken. And honestly, you're probably feeling hopeless. And I can't fix that for you as much as I wish I could. I wish that I could fix every everybody's issues. I wish that I could fix my issues. I wish that... I wish, honestly, that there was some magical diet that you could go on and then all of a sudden everything would just get better and you'd be great. I know a lot of people are like, well, you could. You could go, you know, vegan or, or whatever. And like, no, no hate to vegan at all. Like, I grew up vegan. Like, it's great. It really is. But it doesn't fix everything. When you have a chronic health condition, it's really hard to knock that down. It's really hard. Believe me when I say that because I have tried so hard like I was vegan when I was 12 years old when I developed endometriosis. Like there's just some things that happen. There's some diseases that happen and it's really hard to not, I don't know, not have them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So let's just talk about things that you can do to help you get out of this discouragement rut regarding your chronic illness and your pain. So, of course, absolutely. First, I want you to talk with people who have the same illness as you. So when you share your story and learn from people who have the same feelings, you can really better cope with your condition. Like look into an online group or a blog or a social media account. If you have, you know, a more common health condition, like maybe you have heart disease or arthritis or or diabetes, then check in with your healthcare provider or your hospital. Because many times when that's like a more common condition there's going to be like a local support group but if you have a more like kind of rare condition like endometriosis or you know like one of those um autoimmune diseases it's a lot harder to find like local support groups so in that case absolutely look for like social media influencers or or you know online groups or blogs or just places that you can go to talk with other people that are struggling with it because when you have that community it's it really helps because other people if they're not struggling with it, they're not going to understand it. So they may be like sympathetic towards you. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, that's too bad that you are in pain. But like, they won't understand. Someone who's been there, someone who's gone through it will get what you're talking about, which is really nice. It's really nice to have somebody understand you. Do not be afraid to talk about your chronic illness. Okay, I get that. Okay, I get that you might feel worried that people are going to judge you. Or like not want to talk to you. You might feel like embarrassed about your illness. Honestly, I get that. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't want to tell anybody that I'm in pain because I'm tired of always being the person that's in pain. I'm sick and tired of it. It's like, how are you? Oh, I'm in pain. Oh, that's too bad. Like I hate that. I hate it. I hate that that's me. I hate that like I don't want people to think like I'm a negative ninny. Do you know what I mean? Like I want to be like a positive person. But sometimes I struggle, right? And this is my life. It's not that I'm trying to be like, 
oh yeah, like, you know, it is what it is. But like, my life is difficult. There is pain that never seems to want to leave. And that's tough, right? So don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to tell people. I understand that you probably don't want to be that person, but I get, I get it. But I get that you, you know, you might feel worried that people will judge you or, you know, they're not going to want to talk to you. You might feel embarrassed about your illness. But in many cases, thinking about telling people about what you're struggling with is actually worse than actually just telling them. You need people around you. You need people in your corner that are there for you that, you know, you need to be able to have these people that, you know, understand that you have this illness especially like friends and family and coworkers, because if you're struggling with, you know, something, I call them flares for myself. If you're struggling with, you know, something like a flare, it's essential to have a system in place of people that are willing to help ease your burdens who are understanding and help you, you know, get better and help you to focus on feeling better. So that's really important. And another thing is just don't be afraid to let people help you. Like you will always have those people that like are going to roll their eyes at you and expect you to get over it. Those are those are not your people. Your people are the ones who care and want to help. I understand the desire to be stubborn and like not allow people to help. But honestly, like that's not going to get you anywhere. If someone offers to help or to listen, then please, please let them. Remember that it is okay to put yourself first sometimes. I remember last year, I think a lot of people who listen to my podcast will know that I was like annoyed by the term self-care because it was like everybody and their mother was like pushing self-care ideas at that time. And I was like, seriously, like, why are we pressuring people to have self-care? But that said, when I say remember that it's okay to put yourself first, I'm talking about self-care, but in a different light. Self-care is extremely important when you're living with a chronic illness. So I'm not necessarily talking about massages and bubble baths and all of those things, although those are always very welcome. Like if you have time for that, then fantastic. But I am talking about making sure that you are exercising regularly and choosing healthy foods that will help your body and also keeping up with treatments and rest when you need to. So here's the thing about exercise. I know if you're like, if you suffer from like chronic pain, you're like, listen, I'm not going to exercise. That's dumb. But I'm telling you right now, if your doctor said you can, then do it. Because what is that term? Motion is lotion. And it's so true. Exercise is so good for your body. It's so, so good for your brain. It boosts endorphins. It helps you. Like even on my most painful days, I still will go for a walk. Even if it's just a walk, I'd much rather like do something else that's more like extravagant and makes me like, you know, sweat. But hey, a walk is just as good. And so if you need to go for a walk on one of those days that you're really struggling, please do push yourself, get out there, go for a walk. You will definitely benefit from it. The next thing is to lower your expectations. Like, please don't place unrealistic expectations on yourself. Like you aren't like other parents. You are a parent that is struggling with chronic illness or pain. So be patient with yourself. Do what you can. And do not push yourself to do more than you know you can do. That's a tough one, right? Because as a parent, I, as a, okay, so as a homeschooling, working from home parent, I always feel like I have to push myself to do more, but it actually just wrecks me, right? So like last week, 
when I was actually in the hospital, I was working from the hospital. And that's nothing new. That's what I do. But in those sort of situations, like I need to start respecting myself more and realizing that like I need to take care of myself right now, not somebody else. There's that saying, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's basically like, don't pour all of your effort into like impressing your boss or your you know work team. Because the fact is, is that one day you might die and they're not going to be the ones that are going to like necessarily care. They're going to replace you. Like that's, that's corporate world, right? Like they're going to replace you. Whereas like your family and yourself and your body and all of those things, those are the things that you need to be taken care of. Like your body is what is getting you through this experiment. Experiment. Wow. Can you tell I just did science with my daughter? Your body is what is getting you through this experience. It's been getting you through since day one. And although it struggles, it is doing it. So respect your body. Lower your expectations. Next thing is meal prep and cooking batches. This is super important and something that I honestly struggle to keep up with. But when you meal prep and when you cook in batches, you will have meals prepared and ready to go for those days that you're struggling, which is fantastic. I also would highly recommend living close to a like, I don't know, like a sandwich shop or something. So you can just grab sandwiches for your family. I'm saying that as I like realize that I live nowhere near anything like that. And it sucks. So I don't know, meal prep, cooking batches. There you go. Okay. Remember that it is okay for things to be messy. Uh, okay. This is hard for me. I hate when my house is a mess and it's so funny because my house is like almost always a mess because my kids are so messy. Oh my goodness. My kids are so messy. Bah, it's such a mess all the time. But listen, I really don't think anyone is expecting you to be perfect. And if they are, you got to rethink that relationship. You aren't perfect. And so what is your, you know, like, so what if your house or your car or your life is a little bit messy? It doesn't, look like other people, you know, on Instagram, like that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's okay for things to be messy. Like today I actually put a a video up on my Instagram stories and it was of the kittens that were, you know, caring for and they were walking on the floor, which I need to vacuum, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. And I'm like, oh, there's like dirt on the floor. I don't want to post this because then somebody's going to think I'm dirty. But it's like, that's life, man. Like things are messy. Anyways, next up, teach your children to do chores and to help. Uh, This is a tough one too. Okay, so teaching your children to do age-appropriate chores can be super helpful. Like having them help with things like, like putting away the laundry or doing the dishes. It can really be helpful, especially if you're not feeling well. Like if you're having a bad day and you know that like the dishes need to be put away. You can be like, hey, can you put away the dishes? whatever because like the fact is is that these are life lessons that need to be learned anyway so like your kid needs to learn how to unload the dishwasher they need to learn how to be helpful in a family situation in a relationship situation they need to learn how to pick up after themselves so like don't feel guilty about having your kids do chores I know there's people that are like children should not do chores and it's like "Mm, yeah they should yeah they definitely should what are what's going to happen they're going to turn 18 and then they're going to go to university and then it's going to be like Oh no, like I don't know how to do my laundry. Like, come on people, like just, it's okay. Let your kids do chores, let them help. It's good for them and it's good for you. So win-win. Okay, next up, don't compare yourself to others and don't 
let guilt overcome you. Ah, it can be so easy to feel guilty when your life doesn't look like someone else's. It can be it can be so difficult to avoid that guilt and that that comparison trap. Like I swear, have you ever seen those giant mouse traps? They're not they're actually rat traps, if you know what I'm talking about. So it's like um it's like a little tiny mouse trap but on steroids, so it's like you know how mouse traps are like little and kind of like they're like a little kind of rectangle. So um, a rat trap is like huge. It's like the same, it looks the exact same, but it's huge. And I feel like that is the comparison trap. It's huge and it will get you and it's going to put your toe in that sucker and it's going to hurt. So listen, when you feel like you are getting caught in the comparison and the guilt trap, if, if you feel like guilt and comparison issues are you know creeping in, you got to steer another way because you probably are going to feel like, you know, inadequate because, oh, like, look at my friend, like her kids are, you know, doing so well and they're going to like, I don't know, like all of these activities together and she rides her bike with them every day and like all of this great stuff. And look at me, I'm just laying on the couch. Like, don't do that. That's, that's not good. Don't do that. That's bad. Okay. So steer away from that. Ultimately, just remember to be patient with yourself. I understand how hard it is to live with a chronic illness and chronic pain. When you're parenting, like it's so hard. It's exhausting. Like legit. I, I totally get it. It's like you, you have to be strong. You, ha- you have to be brave. You have to kind of almost suffocate your feelings and put a smile on your face for your children. And it's just, <laughs> I feel like if people could honestly see the strength that people who struggle with chronic illnesses, chronic mental illnesses, chronic, you know, pain, if you could see the strength that those parents have, you would be completely astounded. Like you look at Dwayne Johnson, okay? The man is muscle. Beautiful man. Totally muscly. Your strength, if people could see what your actual strength looked like, it would be so much bigger than like his strength because the things that you do to keep your kids happy and healthy while you're in pain like oof like hats off to you i am so proud of you i am really i am truly so proud of you and i genuinely hope that there are people in your life like actively telling you that they are proud of you too and if they aren't then please know that i am And please know that you should also be very proud of yourself. And ultimately just know that you are not alone. I am here for you. I have a community of people that are here for you. If you want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok or whatever the case, there's a community of people that struggle just like you. You're amazing. You're perfect just the way you are with your chronic pain your chronic illness, all of it. You're awesome. I hope that the rest of your day goes great. I hope that you are having a pain-free day. I hope that you're having a really, really, really good day. All right. I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. You are fantastic. As always, thank you again for listening. And I hope that you will tune into the next episode. And please, 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 please share the Genuine Mom Club podcast with your friends and family. It would honestly mean the world to me. If you know someone who is struggling with chronic pain 
or chronic illness, please share this episode with them as it could genuinely help them. And that is my hope here on the Genuine Mom Club podcast. Okay, bye for now.